0: The following podcast contains spoilers for The Kid, the 1921 one with Charles Chaplin, not the one with Bruce Willis. You have been (laughs) warned!
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host Lynchman Button along with your host Miguel Magusto. Hello, How are you? uh just uh, splendid, as they say. That's
0: great. Uh, Glad to hear. Glad to hear it, Glenn.
1: Did you tell me already? Because my mind's going blank. Did you tell me that they put the watched googly eye? Is it just for everything all at once on Letterboxd or is it for every movie?
0: No, just for, for everything everywhere all at once. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, Uh, Speaking of that movie, what movies have you seen this? Oh
1: man, speaking of that movie, this it blew my mind just now. Uh, We watched every everything everywhere all at once this past past, uh, this past week here.
0: Can confirm, Uh, just checked, it is only on that one.
1: That's that was it. Freaked me out because I looked over and I saw that eyeball. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's freaky.
1: That was Uh, real time reaction. That that was weird. Um, other than that, I had watched uh, Morbius and The Kid. Uh, mm. Morbius, I did a 60-second uh, review on. Uh, this. Uh, actually, I'm assuming it's coming out on Wednesday, the Wednesday before this one. So <laughs> congratulations. Uh, you won uh, <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so what did, what did you watch? Oh, Good I sir. watched
0: a bit. I kind of got back into my normal form. Uh, I watched, as you already said, Everything Everywhere All at Once, with you uh, we have a review for that on youtube oh excuse me bless you then i finished i had been watching and finished the jason bateman produced uh ben Mendelssohn starring miniseries based on a stephen king book called the outsider uh phenomenal miniseries highly suggest people check that out um it came out in 2020 never got around to seeing it until now Uh, Mm -hmm, i've mm -hmm. been on a tv show kick lately just because i know it's it's been weird it's easy to pump out um those uh those episodes when a little baby boy is napping instead of watching a whole ass movie and splitting it between his two naps uh but yeah cannot recommend the outsider enough it's a great great uh miniseries uh then i jumped back into the thousand one movies you must see before you die uh, the one that came up on the random number generator was Salo, or the 120 Days of Sodom. Uh, fuck Italy for making that movie. Uh, <laughs> it is it is well made, but goddamn, is it grotesque! It is mm-hmm. horrible. It's essentially uh, an hour and fifty minutes of people being sex slaves, oh, against their will, and it's horrible, and it's. It's not enjoyable in the least. Like, it is well-made on every front.
1: hmm But it is... Except for that premise there. <laughs> there's
0: not, nothing redeeming about it. And mm-hmm. I don't understand... Like, I get why people like the artistry of it, but I don't understand why people say you need to see it. Yeah. So, oh, horrible. Horrible. Dis- like, I'm rarely disgusted by a movie. This makes uh, Human Centipede look tame. What about Pink Flamingo? Uh, Pink Flamingo is still worse because <laughs> uh, things aren't simulated in that. Yeah. Whereas in this, so yes, this I, is I... <laughs> this is more cringe per minute, mm-hmm. but the cringes in Pink Flamingo are worse, if that makes yeah, sense. Yes, that makes sense. And in Pink Flamingo, everyone is consenting to it, and in this, yes, the actors are consenting, but the characters are not consenting to it. Mm-hmm. So it is horrible. Uh, but it also has a shit-eating scene, so there's that. Oh. <laughs> Although, I, I, it, it's actors, so it wasn't real shit. Yeah. Um, at least I don't think so. I hope not. Uh, saying, so then just <laughs> like, Flamingo and this? Oh. Yeah. So then, to lighten my mood a little bit, I re-watched the 1997 Italian film Life is Beautiful, to remind mm. me that not all of Italy is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Life is Beautiful with uh, Roberto Benigni, I believe his name is. Uh, he, it won a few Oscars back in the day. Yeah, Roberto Benigni. Uh, it's essentially a Holocaust film where the dad of a son is just trying to make sure his son doesn't realize the horrible things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, much different than Salo. Or the 120 Days of Sodom, which very, also takes place during World War II. Very sad so. film. Yeah, very sad, but like it—it it has hope. Significantly to it. better, yeah. Whereas the opposite happens in Salo. So- uh,
1: yeah.
0: D- Glenn, don't watch it. I rarely uh, tell you tr- to I, not I watch a movie. I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. Oh my god. Uh, then I saw uh, a movie at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. You won't be alone, which is a fault. Folk- oh, thank God. Yeah, a folk. Well, I was alone while watching it, though. That's the thing. (laughs) Uh, I might be doing a review of this, so I don't want to give too much away. But it's uh, like a folk horror movie that's kind of done in the style of a Terrence Malick film with like a wandering camera and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I won't say anything because I may do a review for it. haven't decided yet. I started to record one. And then uh, my son woke up and started screaming. So I was like, well, I guess this isn't happening now.
1: (laughs) There goes the review.
0: (laughs) And then after that, I went to a different theater that same night and saw Morbius uh, because I needed to get out of the house, uh, even just to see Morbius. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do a review on that. I was going to, and then I found out you're doing a 60-second review. Mm
1: -hmm. We do
0: not need two separate reviews for that movie on our channel. Uh, Yeah. I thought it was sloppy as a sloppy mud pie yeah um, it
1: was cookie cutter uh, super cookie cutter very not good did yeah. you see, I put this in the review but I don't mind saying it again did you see that like they had a whole fucking argument in the movie about the you know the chick being a doctor and then in the IMD big or IMDB credits they didn't give her the doctor part
0: i didn't see that but i'm not surprised that's like
1: <laughs> how fucking redundant is that <laughs> yeah
0: Ugh. and the the worst part is that it's like 90 percent cgi and it's not even good cgi yeah it's uh, it's like it's why did they keep going to the face the 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 little yeah, vampire face it's horrible normal
1: to... normal conversation he's like uh, uh, and just straight cgi vampire face for no reason
0: yeah for sure it was, they're just like breathing. They're like, ah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Horrible film. Check out Glenn's review uh, when you watch that. Uh, but I'm going to move on from that part of my life. Uh, <laughs> then I rewatched Interesting Ball, which I incorrectly called Red Ball on our Everything Everywhere All at Once review. Uh, it is a short film directed by the Daniels, who did Everything Everywhere All at Once in Swiss Army Man. Um, I was talking to my friends about how great Everything Everywhere All at Once is, or not great. You have to check out the review to see what I think about it. Mm-hmm. It might be horrible. <laughs> terrible and i uh none of them had seen anything except for one of them saw swiss army man but none of them had seen interesting ball yeah. So i made them all sit down for 12 minutes and watch it and they loved it understandably because uh, it is a great great short film uh but yes so there's that then i watched the kid which we're going to get to in a minute then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die i watched rewatched frankenstein Ooh. uh you'll hear some of my thoughts on that in uh, the May edition. I'm I'm ahead of schedule because I'm you know I got a lot to watch and a lot to r- write and edit about. Might so as I, well. I try to stay a month ahead. Um, I'm, that's gonna be in the May edition of the series. And then I watched the new Judd Apatow movie on Netflix called The Bubble, because I wanted to hate watch it and <sighs> hate watch it. I did. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a v- review on that. Um, yeah. Uh, on our YouTube channel, so check that out. I may or may not. I haven't decided yet, but I might. It's... I might. We'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching the uh, Hot Ones Leslie Mann uh, episode yeah. while eating lunch and saw she was promoting that. I was like, yeah. oh, probably won't watch it.
0: <laughs> I don't have a problem with any single person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann's daughter who was in it, Iris. She's mm-hmm. by far the worst part, and that's mostly because of nepotism. Uh, But, like, I don't blame her for it. I blame her dad more than I blame her. And I don't even hate Judd Apatow. I just don't like his movies. Yeah. Uh, But every, you know, everyone else had it, had fun with it, I guess. Um, I just think making movies about the pandemic is stupid because we all lived through it and we don't need to see other people living through it. Mm -hmm. That's my personal opinion. But uh, before we get into the kid, I just wanted to bring up uh, Bruce Willis, who many have heard by now is stepping away from acting because he, uh, has been diagnosed with aphasia, which affects his cognitive abilities, I believe, or with, like, memorizing lines and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were saying his work has gone downhill in the past five years. That Makes definitely sense. would
1: explain it. <laughs> it
0: would explain it, especially when you see how much he's done in the last five years, and yeah. they're all, like, direct-to-video, uh, Obvious he was just trying to make as much money as he could before he retired. Uh, But, yeah, he will obviously be missed. Um, Even Kevin Smith, who had a public feud with him, Mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, wishing him well. So that just goes to show you just how well-liked he was. Even the people who didn't like him kind of like him. Yeah, because um,
1: the dude, regardless of how you feel about him, he was a legend there for a long little bit there. Absolutely. T- um, today, his his Die Hard movie is still argued whether or not it's a Christmas film. I so
0: will think, argue it is a Christmas movie if everyone yeah. else also acknowledges that all the random movies I mention are also Christmas movies, like The Hunt. Because
1: mm-hmm. which it is. It so. is a Christmas
0: movie. Yeah. Uh, so as long as people agree with me on that, I have no problem with them considering Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Bruce Willis, his, uh, presence in action films will be missed, especially good ones. Not, maybe not so much the, uh, straight to video ones that he's been making yeah. in order to pad his retirement a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he, it's another great loss to, uh, to the cinema mm-hmm. industry movie industry
1: stuff i i even heard um not to take away from the last story but i even heard uh jim's thinking about or jim carrey's thinking about retiring after sonic
0: yeah that i think that's which, more of him just being fed up with Hollywood. Yeah, which and,
1: definitely okay with he's gotta he had a good long run there and you know it would it'd be really cool to see him do like indie films
0: he should. Because I mean, it definitely
1: like, gets away from Hollywood a lot more, for sure. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it seems like his energy is more with that, but, like, I also feel oh,
1: like... Can you fucking imagine him in a Daniels
0: movie? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, for... Make it happen. I know Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner are big fans of the podcast. No, mm-hmm. they're not. But I wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if they could get Jim Carrey into their next movie... Uh, that would be insane. I like the, Jim Carrey, but I also feel like he's kind of... Uh, like, he's one of those people that hates the hand that feeds him. Because yeah. I don't think he would do things for less money.
1: Oh, 100%. But he'll talk... That, to, that was one of the arguments that I had uh, had stated to somebody when I brought up the... Uh, if he did indie films, like, he definitely wouldn't do it for less money. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you. yes, he, he did... Um, uh, why am I forgetting the title of it the one with uh, Kate Winslet um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah. that that is indie-ish but it still had big names attached to it so it probably mm-hmm. had a higher budget uh, and, and but pretty much everything else he's been in has been like studio stuff and I can't really think of anything other than per, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind that would qualify as indie yeah Uh so yeah i I don't see him doing that. I would love him to do indie stuff, but I don't think he will.
1: no, definitely um, not. but you know,
0: here we are. I hope he proves this wrong. I am please, Jim, please, yes, please, please, please. uh, but anyway, that brings us to uh the kid.
1: The Tramp cares for an abandoned child, but events put their relationship in jeopardy.
0: Yes. Written yes. and directed by Charles Chaplin, also known as Charlie Chaplin. Starring Charlie Chaplin, Edna Purviance, uh, Jackie Coogan, Carl Miller, uh, and a bunch of other people who will no one will know, um, but were probably really famous in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a silent film from 1921, uh, only 53 minutes long. The... IMDB uh, thing says uh, uh, hour and eight minutes.
1: Yeah, it really depends on what website you're going to. Yeah, on HBO um,
0: it's 53 minutes long. I but. had
1: I had read here that uh, apparently he had taken some t- uh, scenes out of uh, an interpretation of the film, um, maybe because it didn't uh, stand with modern viewpoints, I guess, or something like that. Uh, that's that's so there, more than you could say
0: about most filmmakers. So. There
1: there could be other renditions out there, and that's why it's all you know, yeah. separated as far as times go. Um, but found a little discovery while doing this <laughs> um, that there is a couple different sites that have a couple different soundtracks to this film. Yeah. Uh, so H- I think HBO has the original. That's what you had said to me. Yeah, Charlie uh, Chaplin
0: did the music for it, for the, the original music, but... Uh, with with nineteen twenty silent films, it's kind of weird where like the movie would be in public domain, but mm-hmm. the music wouldn't be. So you get lots of different variations of the music. Yeah, uh, so with, I, with silent films,
1: I had texted you because I was watching the uh, the Amazon the Prime one first, just because mm-hmm. that's my go to before any of the other ones for some yeah, reason.
0: I, I hate HBO. Uh, their their interface sucks. Oh, but man, I, just I texted the first you one
1: that I'm came like, out. hey. Is the soundtrack like a synth organ type? Like, cause I, it just felt super out of place. Yeah. Like just the the music they had behind it. I was like, definitely, they definitely did not have synth back in the twenties. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesus, the nineteen twenties, cause it is the twenties now. <laughs> that's oh man, it's wild. <laughs> um, but I went to the Plutos and it had it had like an old timey soundtrack again, but it wasn't. Like HBO's had it,
0: yeah. so you HBO's know, like a full orchestra.
1: Yeah, I guess thing. I guess every different platform has a different you know soundtrack to it. I guess mm-hmm. also considering that you know most of them are all different lengths. Now those could be with commercials, so I'm not too sure. But let there let there be light. You know, mm. you're you're welcomed with knowledge. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of those films that is uh, often while. Uh, widely considered like one of the best comedies ever made Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: it's also like a footnote that people say is like it's also has very sad moments in it uh and that rings true even still uh you know with with just the subject matter of being an abandoned child and me being a new parent like how long can i milk the new parent thing for that's what i'm wondering Um, (laughs) At
1: least uh, two or three years, I'm assuming. Two or three years.
0: Uh, But, like, just the idea of someone abandoning a child, I was just like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really cry like that, but it's still just, like, it (laughs) super bums me out when when that happens in movies. Um, But, uh, you know, it really ends up with a touching story of the tramp having this child that they obviously have a great relationship for. He treats him like an equal, and that is shown very clearly with like him giving him the same portions, even though he's like half the size or like a third of the size, he will count the pancakes that he has to make sure that they have an equal amount. And it's such a beautiful visual storytelling with, with that fact that it makes the fact that like someone comes in and tries to disrupt that, that much more heartbreaking. And Jackie Coogan in this as the kid is he's great he's mm-hmm. like the child actors from back then uh up until pretty much recently were like really bad yeah um just because they didn't have that natural thing they they mm-hmm. were they taught how to yeah, act
1: m- yeah movies were also just like a thing coming around <laughs> pretty much yeah
0: yeah but um like you know they were they were taught how to act and and would uh would overact to the point where it was not realistic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with Shirley Temple, but she's a good example of this. Um, where she's just kind of like you could tell she's acting, whereas with Jackie Coogan in this, so natural and yeah, in how he's just how hanging out beating kids up, he's hanging out beating kids up. Best scene <laughs> in the movie, by the way. Yeah, uh, but like when when they take him away from Charlie Chapman, like it looks like they just destroyed his life. Yeah. And I was very impressed with that. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, Jackie Coogan really impressed me in this. Um it, including his fighting skills. He he that right hooks, left
1: of... hooks, undercuts. Absolutely. And it, it got me sitting here thinking, has the tramp ever lost a fight?
0: I don't think he has, at least not permanently. Yeah, because uh, like time... he might be knocked down and then lose like a round, but he always yeah. comes back.
1: Yeah, that's I was got me thinking about that after watching this one because I, I don't know how many Chaplin films I've watched but I think three or four and he's never lost a fight. Yeah, <laughs> my man, I know there's there's one movie where like he's in a boxing ring boxing a dude and he's. I just, think
0: that's called City Lights. I haven't seen it, but I know. Yeah, it's called I, City Lights. I've
1: watched that scene and it's just hilarious just to see him just bobbing and weaving and then just bonking the oh, he, dude
0: is that the one where he like he like kind of does like the foot movement like he's dancing yeah and then just like lightly punches him yep
1: and yeah. then like hides behind their ref and everything yeah yeah
0: that's great <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's really funny yeah but i was just reading uh that um charlie chaplin and jackie coogan apparently their uh relationship off screen was just as strong and uh that they would uh go hang out at amusement parks before filming uh, mm-hmm. Just to get that relationship really going, so that probably really helped with the um, so. yeah with the the relationship that they had uh also, this is the movie uh that caused uh the Coogan bill, which is a a, a law that ensured parents could not steal monies money that their children made uh from acting uh because Jackie Jesus. Coogan's mother and stepmother. Spent all his money before he reached adulthood. This is one of them. It's not the movie, but it's one of the movies. Yeah. Uh, because he I, was a
1: very, very popular child actor after yeah, this movie.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, but this is just a, such a heartwarming movie. Uh, it's gotten... heart
1: heartbreaking movie. Because, heartbreaking, uh, too, yeah. I don't know if you read the production on the wiki here, but uh, apparently he was like uh, writing this book before uh, Chaplin's child infant child passed away. Oh, that's And I'm then it, the, it passed away like a, a week or two. I don't know where I just saw that, but a week or two before production started. So like that's can horrible. you that's oh, 10 days before production began. So I can only imagine, you know, just how hard it was for him to just make this during uh, all that. And then after after production, <laughs> his wife divorced them. Um, yeah, I mean Losing or, a child is very hard yeah. to go through. Somebody divorced somebody um, there, but regardless, yeah. this this whole thing was just regard off off screen and on is just very yeah. heartbreaking.
0: And this uh, apparently took five and a half months to to film, which mm-hmm. is long. Uh, it's a long shoot for movies nowadays. Let alone a movie in the twenties when things were pumped out uh, like every two weeks, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's only fifty three minutes long, hour and eight at the at the longest. Um, so, like five and a half months for that just shows you like how much this movie meant to him. And honestly, the loss of his child probably had a huge part to play. That, that and the order. divorce, no doubt. The divorce, yeah, Probably using it as like a, a way to escape from his life in a way because
1: apparently it said he uh Ch- Chaplin and his associates smuggled the raw negatives to salt lake city reportedly in packed in coffee cans which is the most boomer thing i've ever read in my life <laughs> um and then they edited it in a hotel room so that's that's crazy
0: yeah um going back to the fight where uh jackie coogan's fighting the bigger kid and mm-hmm. like absolutely destroying that kid my favorite part of that is when the older brother of that kid is just like, if, if your kid beats my kid, I'm going to beat you up. So mm-hmm. then he pushes Jackie Coogan over and yeah. like puts his foot on his chest. He's like, oh, your kid won. <laughs>
1: Between that scene and the in the scene in the beginning where they're getting chased by the one cop, um, and he, like he's walking away with the glass on his back, and Jackie mm-hmm. Coogan's running up to his like back and be like, "Oh, look, uh, you know,
0: Tramp, we we did it, we did the thing, we did the." He's like,
1: and he's just pushing him and nudging him with his foot, like, "Get away from me, get away yeah. from me,
0: get <laughs> yeah. away from me." <laughs> great physical comedy, which obviously is Charlie Chaplin's uh, forte, but yeah, is such such great little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, again, I'm kind of all over the place here, but with uh, the respect that he showed the kid, when mm-hmm. they finally take the kid uh, away from him, uh, it really just, he they do a great job of juxtaposing. While, well, yes, he and the kid are living in poverty, it is much better than him going to an orphanage because the orphan, uh, the runner of the orphanage does not treat him with the same respect that the tramp does, mm-hmm. uh, where, like, he puts him in, the truck, the back of a truck, by the way, yep. not like a front seat or anything, back of the truck, like he's cattle, and then puts his hand on his face and pushes him away. Just like little things like that to show that while they live in poverty, the system is not going to treat this kid as well as, as the Tramp does. It's just little touches like that really sell this this story and, and make it that much more touching and heartbreaking when it is heartbreaking, also, um,
1: the the name of the orphanage was called like a something orphanage asylum too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think asylum had the same negative connotation. I mean, it probably yeah. did, but it, it, was, it
1: got a giggle out of me. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, but it, I I really enjoyed this movie. It's it's a a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Coogan is adorable in it. Yeah. Um, and it it was a lot more serious than I thought it would be.
1: The only thing that, that took me out of it for a second was the whole the dreamscape part mm-hmm. where, like, there's a bunch of angels and everything Yeah, towards the and, end. Yeah, and then there's just a whole five-minute sequence of that. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that took me out of it for a second, but, I mean, yeah. then then the ending kind of reels it back in. When, yeah. Yeah, the, the police officer wakes him up and takes him to uh, the mother and the child. Yeah. Um, which, uh... Uh, assuming it's not a dream anymore, right? You know that uh, yeah. the the mother wants him to be there because she raised, uh, he raised his ch- her child for him.
0: Yeah, it did her? so well Jesus. too.
1: Genders, what is what are they?
0: <laughs> There's many of them, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with the that angel dream sequence and everything. However, mm. the angel dream sequence gave me a lot of really good laughs. It is just kind of out of place. I would agree with that. Like, I like the sequence, but it is out of place Mm -hmm. for the movie. Um, And then the last thing I will say, and I don't know if this was intentional. uh, It might not have been because of the time, but it also might have been because of Charlie Chaplin. But the house number that they live in is number 69. Oh. Do you think that was on purpose?
1: I hope it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I looked it up because I was like, surely that couldn't have been slang Back then, but it, mm-hmm. that slang started in France in the 70s. So And, and here we are now, look at this. here we <laughs> are, here we are. So it is possible that Charlie Chaplin knew that that was slang because he lived in England, which is much closer to France than the United States is, mm-hmm. and uh, he could have been like, 69, hey, and put it in em. the house. <laughs> Got him. This is going to get past the censors too because those people don't know. Those goofballs don't know anything. They don't know <laughs> anything, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was funny, you know, the immature version of me. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I have uh, too much else to say about yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. So that does it for our re- uh, little, little, little. That does it for our review of The Kid. That brings us to the judgment of The Kid. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the sh- little KFR shelf and becomes a little shelf boy with, with the... Al- oh, my goodness. With the likes... Of apostle and handmaiden, uh, Glenn. Pick a number between one and twenty. Two. You, know, you go first, then. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, did we put modern times on the uh, on the shelf? I, we had to have. If we I didn't, mean, I'm mad at ourselves. I'm, I
1: imagine that we would have. Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie, and I've been I've been fighting on a rating to either put a three and a half or a four. I think Mm -hmm. the angel sequence is the only thing fighting me for the four, but I think the whole movie as a whole deserves the four. Now, regardless of that fact, does it belong on the shelf? I would say that it probably does, right?
0: Because it's just a
1: good old fun time. Jackie's great. Chaplin's fantastic as always. And just just heart tuggery going on and just laughter and chuckles you know yeah i i I would say it belongs in the show for me
0: for sure uh i would agree i i rated it a three and a half mainly because of that um uh that uh that uh the angel sequence which i did like but definitely does take you out Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a great movie it's clearly a uh a Oh, my brain is not working. It's a classic for a reason. It's got great acting in it. It definitely steps away from what you normally expect from a Charlie Chaplin movie while also meeting the criteria that you normally think of a Charlie Chaplin movie. So Mm -hmm. it kind of checks all the boxes for me. Uh, Confirmed, the Modern Times is on the case of (laughs) our shelf. But yes, I would say that the kid also goes on the shelf. Honestly, every movie I've seen, many of which we haven't talked about, on, on this podcast from Charlie Chaplin, I would put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kid goes onto the KFR shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden. Cause we both said it does. And that's it how did. this podcast works. If you disagree, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, great film, really enjoyable, real short watch too. So like there's really no reason to, uh, to knock it, mm-hmm. but that does it for our discussion of the kid. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Now, we are taking a little bit of a break. Uh, Do not know exactly when we will come back. Probably just a few weeks. Maybe late April, early May will be our next uh, episode of this podcast. But Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you can follow our Instagram to make sure you do not miss that episode. Uh, But my assignment for that episode when we do come back is a weird one. I am legitimately only going off of stills that I've seen from the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and they look absolutely fucking terrifying. Uh, I regularly think of one of the stills every time I close my eyes. And so we're going to watch it and see <laughs> if it's, if the movie itself is as spooky as that one shot is. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It is a horror movie, uh, but it's called Possum. And you can find that on IMDB TV. Uh, awesome. I believe it is also on like Plex. Uh, apparently, it's on uh, AMC. Plus. It is, on, yeah, Plex2B. You can also rent it if you wish. Uh, it is Possum from 2018. Uh, after returning to his childhood home, a disgraced children's puppeteer is forced to confront his wicked stepfather and the secrets that have tortured his entire life. It is written and directed by Matthew Holness. Starring Sean Harris, who many will know from the Mission Impossible series. Mm-hmm. Uh, alone, And he also is uh, King Arthur in The Green the Green Knight. It's also starring Alan Armstrong, Andy Blythe, Ryan uh, and Never, and other people, many of which I do not know. So I'm not going to mention them. Uh, but yes, that's going to be on IMDb TV, uh, Plex, uh, AMC Plus, and many other things. You can check that out. Uh, but yeah. We'll see if it, it doesn't have a great rating on IMDb. It has a decent Metacritic score, uh, so it could be one of those like super artistic movies that most horror yeah. fans are just like, "The fuck is this?" What the fuck is this? The fuck is this? But it, <laughs> legitimately, close my eyes, I see it all the time. It, it's, it's stuck with me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna watch. Uh, <laughs> Police are widening their search for missing teenager Michael Browning, who disappeared on his way home from school. And the before, I recall. Your school, wasn't it? There, there, lad. I had no idea. Did you find him? My guess is probably early May is when that will come out, but you can follow our Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, keystone underscore film. Facebook, keystone film review. YouTube, keystone film review. TikTok, keystone film review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike Kfar. And I am Clan Kfar. And that will do it until next time when we watch Possum. And I will probably have seen everything, everywhere, all at once at least five times because I hate it. Or do I?
1: <laughs> or We have does. to check out our
0: YouTube to decide.
1: At least Kentucky Fried Semino- Cinema would know. That's for Wait, sure. They
0: only saw nothing, nowhere, not at all. I know It blows my mind. How did Man. they get away with that? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>